cannabis isn't a drug, it's a medicine. It's an incredibly powerful medicine, in fact, one with the ability to help with illnesses, diseases, disorders, and conditions that really fuck people's lives up. Now, Oklahoma, which doesn't actually look like this, it's just the best stock footage I could find, is a med-only system. And that means everybody legally consuming weed here went to a doctor at some point and got a recommendation based on some kind of medical issue they've experienced. Sometimes these might be small problems, like little nagging aches and pains that never quite want to go away. Others are more serious, like chronic major pain or debilitating injury. Point being not to tell you what you already know, of course, but to illustrate the notion. Cannabis makes a lot of lives a hell of a lot better. I'm Evan, and this is the Bongloads and Bullshit Shitlist, your weekly look into things that inform, entertain, or annoy. For this week's video, we're going to take a look at four conditions that I personally rely on cannabis to help me with daily, as well as a little bit of the science that makes all that good stuff possible. One, anxiety. So yes, everybody has an anxiety disorder in 2022, but no, that doesn't mean people are somehow weaker than they were back in the day or some ridiculous shit like that. Have you seen how much the world fucking sucks these days? How can you not worry? It sucks. It sucks whether you have the little worries that won't stop nagging you all day, the major worries that make you do crazy things that could land you in the nut hatch, or both, like me. And more, a lot of people have diagnosed anxiety issues but can't treat them with the standard medical solutions. I'm a really good example of this. I have panic attacks that turn me into a raging crazy person, but if I drop a Xanax every time that happens, two things are definitely going to occur. One, I'm going to end up with thousands of dollars of shit from Amazon I don't remember ordering at my doorstep one morning, and two, as a recovered addict, we'll get into that in a minute, I'm gonna get hooked on the things like an estimated 44% of long-term users do. And yes, before anybody says it, I do know that weed has its addictive qualities. You aren't blowing my mind or any educated user's mind with that sort of groundbreaking analysis. The only thing I really have to say to that argument is, imagine the most obnoxious, slovenly, unreliable drug vampire you know, and we all do know one. Would you rather hang out with him after a handful of bars or a handful of edibles? Right. So while I'm totally not a doctor, here's the interesting thing. At some level, weed operates on the same wavelength as Xanax. It doesn't make you say black out and message your grandma that you've always thought she was a bitch at three in the morning, but like Xanax, it messes with the flow of these things called GABA neurons. Again, I am totally not a doctor and it's fair to say the bongloads and BS shit list is not a medical show or in any way qualified to talk about matters of your personal health. But as CBC and a lot of other trustworthy sources say, weed inhibits the production of these GABA neurons, which at a very high level, allow your brain to let more dopamine through. I can personally speak to the anxiety fighting qualities of weed. Nothing will replace healthy, chemical-free coping strategies, but for me, if I feel a lot of irrational thinking coming on, cannabis is the only way I can personally slow my brain down without dipping into sedatives or things like antidepressants, which I personally don't have a great track record with. Two, depression. Next up, the second half of the millennial mental health cocktail, depression. It's fair to say most of us have this shitty bitch of a disease in some form or another and that it sucks gigantic pejorative cock. I refer you to my previous statement on the shape of the world if you wonder why that might be the case. Now I'm gonna note again that I'm not a doctor and that everything on this list could be total horseshit. This is just some dude looking around on the internet and sharing his experiences. But for this point, let's turn to something called the endocannabinoid system. This, per Harvard, is, quote, a vast network of chemical signals and cellular receptors that act like traffic cops to control the levels and activity of most of the other neurotransmitters. 
Now link this up with the groundbreaking discovery that the endocannabinoid system plays a massive role in something called signaling. Signaling apparently has a big influence on the amount of anxiety and depression people feel, and it also influences the way they experience the world, which we'll go into later. And that's not all. The deeper you look, the research tells us that the cannabinoid receptor CBR1, which handles stress regulation and a huge range of mood disorders, including bipolar, anxiety, and depression, is affected by cannabis in a positive way. Now, just speaking from personal experience, having consistent access to high quality edibles completely changed my life and my mindset. I'm not just talking about being medicated. Even when I'm not high, my worst day mentally in a legal state is typically a lot better than any day living in a dry state. Now, I'm certainly not trying to say it'll be this way for everyone, but hear me out here. Weed obviously makes you feel good in the moment because being stoned feels good. And now, all this research I'm talking about suggests it can also play a major role in helping you feel okay even when you're not high. And if you've ever struggled with chronic depression like I have, you know that okay can be a great place to be at times. 3. Chronic Pain This list actually got started when I went on a baked late night research session one night trying to figure out the hows and whys behind cannabis and chronic pain. I knew the right strains could make nagging problems like the plantar fasciitis in my heel all but vanish, but I never really understood why that was the case. Here's what I've learned. Researchers believe weed can help with a lot of different types of physical pain, and for a lot of reasons. Some of these we have a pretty good grasp on, others we still don't fully understand. Let's focus on specifics. First, take neuropathic pain. It's a broad type of pain that can be caused by a broad range of illnesses and problems. Think of it as nerve pain, the same thing you feel if you really fuck your back up or struggle with an illness such as multiple sclerosis. Here, weed is thought to help, again, due to the endocannabinoid system. Because cannabis may cut back on the connections in your brain that allow you to feel emotions and physically sense the world, it may literally block you from being able to feel unpleasant sensations and the unpleasant feelings they cause. Plus, weed has long been known to have anti-inflammatory features, the same reason doctors recommend it for things like arthritis and back pain. Think about it like this. Have you ever had a sore back, or in my case, heel, that was so bad you couldn't stop thinking about it? And then you smoked a joint and found the pain to be tolerable a short time later? Well, there's a good chance the weed literally helped you with it in multiple ways. By physically making the pain better, helping you regulate the negative emotions it caused, and helping you decide that you simply don't care as much about the pain before as you did a couple minutes ago, before you smoked up. 4. Addiction This is the big one for me and another one of the reasons I wanted to put this list together. Whether you look at it as a tool or as a mental crutch, and for real, fuck you if you do think of it that second way, weed helps people get off harder drugs. And weed isn't a drug. I was addicted to opioids for 20 years and amphetamines another 10. I never even tried to get off them during that time. I was too hard-headed and I spent a lot of years addicted before I was even fully ready to admit it to myself. Then one day, due to a whole story I won't tell you here, I decided enough was enough. We moved our family to a legal state, got some weed, and I got clean without a single relapse on the first try. And I'm totally not trying to brag when I say this, but that kind of shit does not happen by accident. I don't jive with NA and it's not like anybody was paying for me to go to rehab. I had to sweat and puke and cry from my bedroom or my bathroom floor. Statistically, I'd be more likely to enjoy a train album than to ever get out of that lifestyle. It turns out that's because cannabis is good at helping your brain return to something like normal operating status. Unlike hard drugs, which fuck your system all up, cannabis actually promotes something called neuroplasticity. It's a term used to describe how we build and rebuild the connections in our brains. It does this in a lot of ways, such as removing plaque-forming proteins that would otherwise deposit in your brain. 
and helping build new associations with things by seeing them in all new ways. Its anti-inflammatory and broad-spectrum antibiotic effects may also play a role in this as well, since both can have a major impact on our brain function. And you know, in that sense, you can say that cannabis very literally teaches addicts how to experience the world again, but the right way this time. You can call that a crutch or even an addiction, but if I'm going to be addicted to something, it might as well be the thing that got me off Suboxone, Adderall, and methamphetamine with no rehab all on the first try. I can certainly tell you which is healthier and better for my family and everybody else who has to deal with my shit on a day-to-day -day basis. I put this entire video together in six hours when I was stoned. I couldn't do that in six months when I was all tweaked out or on opioids. If you've listened to the main podcast, Bondloads and Bullshit, and you should, it's available here, of course, and on Spotify and anywhere else you'd get a podcast, you know none of us think that cannabis is like a magic bullet or a cure-all. It's a medication that exists on kind of an odd wavelength for sure, but for me and about 400,000 other Oklahomans, it is a medication nevertheless. Don't let the stereotypes fool you or make you think otherwise. Now, one more time in case you forgot, I am not a doctor. In fact, this is a weed podcast side project and I am totally full of shit. Please don't take any of the claims I make here as a guarantee that things are going to go that way for you. And since you made it this far, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the channel with the button wherever it is on your screen so we can get to 50 and get our custom URL. And finally, don't forget to check out that main pod, Bongloads and Bullshit, for a bunch of stupid shit from three idiots getting high. This is Evan from the Bongloads and Bullshit shit list. Thanks for listening and don't forget to check back soon for another bullshit listicle.